Hello, friends. I'm so glad that you found me. My name is Brandon D. But in the social media world, you know me as Mr. Gratitude. If you need help mending that broken heart, if you need help in your relationship, maybe you need some life motivation, or maybe you're one of those people that you think about things and you're just afraid to talk about them, you're in the right place. I'm so glad that you found me. This is Living with Gratitude Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I need you to stop right now. Download this podcast, subscribe, spread it to your friends like wildfire. Make sure everyone you know listens to this podcast. Go leave five-star review in iTunes and Spotify because I don't ask you guys for anything, but I do need this. Also, if you're like me, I drink a ton of water. I'm in Arizona. I'm in the hottest spot in the country. I'm in the Phoenix area. You guys see me in my content a lot. I'm pounding water. And I'm always staying hydrated. Well, now, thecoldestwater.com. Go check out thecoldestwater.com. Their jugs are amazing. Their jugs will keep your drink colder than anything else out there. They keep it cold for 36 plus hours. And if you're in extreme cold, it will actually keep that drink warm for up to, if not more than 13 hours. What's really cool is if you have been in the pool and you've dropped your jugs before, they sink to the bottom, you got to go to the bottom and pick it up. Or maybe you're out on a boat. Maybe you're out on a boat, you drop it out in the lake, in the ocean, and now your jug's gone. You just spent 50, 60, 100 bucks on this jug and now it's at the bottom of the ocean. Thecoldestwater.com, these jugs actually float so it's going to help you out. These products are fantastic, you guys. Not only do they have the best jugs on the planet, they also offer ice chest coolers, ice packs. And for my coffee lovers, they even have coffee. Use promo code Mr. Gratitude to receive 10% off your entire order. Thecoldestwater.com. Go check them out. Get that 10% off. Use Mr. Gratitude. And here we go with tonight's episode. Hey friends, so tonight on Living with Gratitude, it's going to be a little different. I'm actually a guest on my dear friend Recovery Mike, his podcast, which is The Stigma Ends Here. He does his podcast live. I'm a guest on there. We banter back and forth. We take on some questions. We dive deep into the five love languages and how they help you in your recovery life, in your personal life, and how your romantic lives, and much, much more. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned for tonight's episode. Here we go. All right, a quick word and shout out to one of our sponsors. Now listen up, if you're like me, and you like a very unique VIP personalized experience, keep listening. At one point in our life, we buy very nice things. We buy unique, valuable items. And then we get to another point in our life where we're just like, eh, we don't need these items anymore. I know somebody else that can appreciate it more than me. Then we get to a point to, how am I gonna sell it? I don't wanna meet up with somebody in person. I don't wanna go to a pawn shop and feel icky. I just don't know what to do. Check it out. Go to BiltmoreLoanAndJewelry.com. They will loan and buy on virtually anything of value. Top-notch, unique 
items. Check out BiltmoreLoanAndJewelry.com. If you are in the Phoenix or Scottsdale area, they're located at 10830 North Scottsdale Road in the city of Scottsdale. Check them out, BiltmoreLoanAndJewelry.com and tell them Mr. Gratitude sent you. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are live. Welcome back to The Stigma Ends Here. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we will be right back with you. Take a couple seconds, share this out to your channels, get it out to some people, and uh, hopefully we reach some people that need to hear what we have to say today. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, we are on episode nine of The Stigma Ends here already. Time has been flying. Uh, so as you noticed, it's me, myself right now, and my special guest for tonight, which I'm super excited to happen. Uh, this is long overdue. Um, but Travis is not with us currently right now. He's out on a job on call, um, so he may be popping in soon. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. I appreciate it. Um, tonight, we have a special episode. So uh, we have Brandon, a.k.a. Mr. Gratitude, who you, most of you know, uh, who, who tune in. Um, I'm so grateful to have him here tonight. Um, and because I got to tell you, too, and uh, Brandon, I got to thank you uh, publicly because, you know, when we first had this idea of starting a podcast, the stigma ends here, you know, I'm like, I don't know anything about a podcast. I've guessed it on so many. And yours was one of them, which was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, and yours is super successful. And uh, but I don't know shit about podcasts. Like I'm like, where do I even begin? Um, and and Brandon was actually the first person I reached out to um, and knew that he's a man of his word, man. And and he told me, look, this is what we should do. Gave me some solid, solid suggestions uh, that I took and uh, and got started. And that's how we got started with this show. Um, so I owe a lot to you, man. So I want to thank you personally uh, for the guidance you gave me to steer me in the right direction because things are incredible. Things are going great, man. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to have you as, uh, just in my circle too. You know, we talk off of here also off of these platforms and stuff and just about life. And, uh, so I want to talk about a bunch of different things tonight. I think we can cover a lot of stuff. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself to everyone that's here. Um, in case they don't know you, if you want to let them, you know, let them know who you are and some things that you do. Sure. Sure. Well, I appreciate you, brother. You know, we uh, we reciprocate our love, and love for each other. Every time you're live, I, I come in and I and I shine on you. You shine on me, and that's what life's about. You know, we we connected on TikTok originally, and we've kept this relationship going ever since. It's been going on for about six, seven months now, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you. And for those of you that don't know, my name's Brandon D. Or the social media world, my podcast world knows me as Mr. Gratitude. I'm a relationship consultant by trade, a life motivator, public speaker, influencer, podcaster. That's my baby. And um, I'm just here to shine light love on the world and help men broken hearts. When people come to me, they come to me because they've dealt with a really bad breakup. They've dealt with toxicity, abuse, a relationship with a narcissist, a bad divorce. No, I mean, no divorce is good, but we're talking <laughs> a really, a really bad divorce. So that is what I do. And uh, I'm glad to be here. 
Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, yeah, as you can see, Brandon does a lot, man. Um, and I love everything he does. Every time I come in his live, man, and he's so engaging, dude, and answers questions. So I want to focus on that tonight a lot, too. Um, I do want to touch on um, some addiction type issues um, and, and some of your story, um, you know, your personal story, which you're pretty open about, which I appreciate mm -hmm. as always. Uh, but also, I want you guys to be involved. You guys that are listening, you guys that are tuning in, whether it's from Facebook or YouTube, um, put some questions in the comments, um, whether it be relationship, relationship stuff, um, you know, addiction things, whatever it may be. Throw some questions in there because Brandon's very good at answering questions. He's, he, he is full of wisdom, full of knowledge. Um, so don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Throw the question in there. And let's get some questions answered too, guys. Um, so, Brandon, before um, you know, before we go any further, and people some put, can uh, take some time to put some questions on there, um, yeah. tell us a little bit of, uh, about your background, as far as you know. A lot of time on this show, so we're kind of broadening our audience today with some things that we're going to talk about. Uh, but you know, we do primarily a lot of times focus on drug and alcohol addiction uh, and the stigma that surrounds that, which I hate, and you know that, and everybody knows that. Um, that's why we call the show "The Stigma Ends Here." Um, right. So. But like, and I tell people all the time, you know, it's not just drugs and alcohol that's there are these addictions. Like we're surrounded by them every day of our life. There's sex addiction, gambling addiction, overeating, like you name it, you know, cell phone, social media. These are all addictions that surrounds us so, so much. So can you just give people a little bit of a recap on your experience as far as the addiction side of things and maybe some things that you have been through? Sure. So in my story, just like everybody else, is very, very unique. Um, I grew up in a very Christian, conservative household. I knew Jesus from the time I was five years old. I didn't experience anything until I started becoming aware of my surroundings as an early teenager. You know, I had family members that were in addiction. I had uh, an uncle that was a drug addiction, an uncle that was an alcoholic. And I didn't know what that was. I was young. I didn't know what that was. And I, and I didn't know until I started to get older. And as I got older, I knew that I, I didn't want to do anything that would mess up my control, mess up my mind, you know? So for me, I, I never did drugs. I never tried a cigarette. I never really liked porn. But what did it for me was gambling. You know, yeah. uh, at 18 years old, I lived in Southern California at the time. And at, at 18, you could go into the Indian casinos and you could gamble. And this was back in 98, okay? And back then, as a 18-year-old kid, I was making 17 bucks, 17 bucks an hour as an 18-year-old kid. Back then was a lot of money, all right? And even then, I, I would go with my buddies to the Indian casino with a couple hundred bucks, and I would, I would win thousands, thousands playing blackjack. And as you can imagine, as an 18-year-old kid, when you're getting that massive amount of dopamine delivered to your brain, oh, oh, man. <laughs> and, and I got married at 21. I, I'm not going to get too far into my ex-wife because that is the mother of my children. But I was in a not-so-great marriage, which really escalated the addiction. I was escaping my marriage in addiction. So I would leave the house, hey, hey, honey, I'm, I'm going to a friend's house. I'm, I'm going to go do this. But I was at the casino living a double life. And I did that for about 20 years, man. I, I would blow everything that I had. I would win all these nice things. And then I would have to go sell all the nice things to cover up for the things that I just did. It, I, I don't wish that on anybody, man. And addiction is addiction is addiction is addiction. There's no, you know, nobody's better and nobody's worse than anybody else. Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that's that's my background on and 
on how I got uh, into gambling and how I got out. I just got tired of draining the people I loved. I got tired of turning to my parents who need to be retired. Hey, here's your son, a grown ass man coming to you, draining your bank account because of my fuck ups. And right. I, I can't, I can't, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't continue to hurt the people I love and be a fraud. Well, here's this guy that's trying to help people heal their lives, but yet he's living in darkness behind. I couldn't do it anymore. And mm -hmm. that's how I finally broke free of that. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you next too. you know, how did you get out of that? Um, so yeah. I, yeah. And that's, I think <clears throat> it's different for everybody getting out of anything that they struggle with addiction wise or anything like that. Like, you know, what that turning point is. Um, and, you know, and, and that, and that can be enough, you know what I mean? Just to notice the damage that we do uh, and the people that we hurt, especially that are so closest to us that believe in us, that love us. Um, and uh, so, man, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you made it out. I'm glad that, uh, you are who you are today, man. And uh, your authentic self, like God, you're, you're my brother, man. I love you. So I want to, uh, let's see. Uh, we do have a question here. So Rod, my brother Rod, run for my life, you might know from TikTok, uh, who also, he's, he's doing a recovery awareness run on September 11th, and I'll be down there to visit him in Dodge City, Kansas for that September 11th. And we're doing some speaking at a facility out there, high school, some sober living. But here's a question. So what do, you, what do you do for self-care? Me personally? Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually have a, that's a, that's a fantastic question. So I do a couple things. Um, I work out all the time. I do calisthenics. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big gun guy. So when I go out and go shooting, that's my self care. That's my therapy. You know, I call it range therapy. Um, I ride, I, I do ride motorcycles. So I, I do that as well, but I also take the time out and know my limits and my boundaries. So if somebody invites me to a realm that where I don't feel as great for me, I'm now I'm good. I, I'm good. I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to go on a hike because I know my boundaries and my limits. If I could suggest anything when it comes to self-care, make sure you are taking at least one day out of the week for yourself, for yourself to connect with your inner child, to meditate, to know who you are, grow closer to the Lord. Number one thing is self-care, loving yourself, date yourself, go to breakfast with yourself, go to dinner with yourself. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. There you have it. I love I love how you said that, man. Like date yourself. I think we lack intimacy with with ourself. You know, and we you think about the word intimacy, right? And you think of it you think of it just so broadly as it has specifically to do with relationships um, with other people. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of self intimacy. Uh, and getting to know yourself and spending time with yourself because um, that's a great question I, I love the way you answered it because that's one thing i struggle with too all the time like the balance and self-care is, is my biggest struggle you know what i mean um i get so overly involved with other people and helping other people and stuff that you know my self-care goes on the back burner and so and, and it's too late and it's like these things piled up and i'm like damn i'm in a rut i'm in a bad spot <laughs> yeah yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm, and I don't practice, I don't practice that, and that's a great way that you put it. That I think I'm going to start doing is uh, just picking a day, take a day, and just okay. and date myself, man. You have to, you know, you have and to. Might, and it might sound a little, <laughs> you know, and, and, and yeah, here's I'm another myself. Yeah, and you know, here's another reason why psychologically we have to do that too. Is let's face the facts. You know, mental illness in this country runs rampant. We have the oh, okay. worst mental illness than anywhere in the world and it's partly partly like like your show my brother the stigma 
the stigma, especially us men, you know, us men are taught to, you know, we got to be a man. We got to like, we can't be emotion. No, 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 no. We're getting away from that. We're getting away from that because we're tired. We're tired of going and sitting in our car and crying and clutching the steering wheel. We're tired of sitting in the closet for a few hours because we can't, you know, let go of the pain behind the smile. We got to stop that. And how we exactly. stop that is by loving ourselves and realizing, gosh, dang, what, what, what's triggering me? Why am I upset? Why, why am I feeling this way? Because when you can do that and you can love yourself, it alleviates not nothing's foolproof, but it helps with your mental health. And it really makes you connect with who you truly are. So yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. And, and, and when we don't deal with it, it doesn't go anywhere. And that shit piles up and, and it overflows. It's like a, a volcano erupts, man. Um, I think, honestly, the biggest thing you can do truly to be a man is, like, be vulnerable, like, and be open. You know, I, like, that truly shows more courage than any man can show, honestly. Like, if I see a dude that's struggling, and we just did last night on one of my Zoom meetings, like, you know, a powerful, powerful story and is not afraid to shed tears with a group of people, a group of strangers yeah. Uh, yeah. about, you know, about life. And like, that takes so much courage and, and strength. And uh, I just, I, yeah, that's just that's what we got to do, man. Like, I think, you know, that's just how we have to be. Um, Nick, what's up? I see you, man. That's, uh, that's my hey, man Nick. there. He is uh, from We Are Warriors magazine, who I work with. They're based out of Canada. They'll be coming down to move down to Texas very soon, which is fantastic news. Right nice um, to meet you, man. Yeah, so he is uh, incredible. And Stina, his uh, fiance as well, great friends of mine, family. Um, it's got a bunch of people. Lisa, Jen, Brooke, what's up, Brooke? Uh, from Seek Purpose. I'm sure you got, you know, Brooke. Hello, Brooke. Stephanie, hello, Christina, hello. Hello, hello, uh, welcome in, welcome in. Let's see. So, <clears throat> so yeah, Amanda says, I also just started working out for self-care, not for everyone else. I just want to feel better. And I'm basically, she said that, then, and I know that you do that also, and I do too. And that's probably one of the biggest things I can do, at least on almost a daily basis, is exercise. Right. I mean, that's my best, my best medicine for my mental health because I'm dual diagnosed. I'm, I'm a recovering addict, alcoholic, and I got mental health issues. So they call me double trouble. Like I, and I got to, you know, it is like, I'm, I'm a dually, I'm a dual diagnosed and I got to keep them both in balance. You know what I mean? Right. If one's gone, I'm losing the other one. It's that simple. Like I have to keep that balance. Uh, and that's a big part of it for me. I know that for sure. Right. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. So Sal wants to bring up also tomorrow for that brilliant Brazilian wax is a good start. So Brandon, uh -oh. I'm not sure. You, uh -oh. So I think you knew about this. So I just, let me just quickly say thank you to everybody who did donate to our fundraiser. And we did actually exceed our goal, which I didn't think we would get. That's why I agreed to this. Um, but you know what? I'm doing it as a sign of dedication and show how strongly I believe in what we do and the cause behind what we do with Recovery Army Outreach. Um, so, yeah, we hit our goal, exceeded. I said if we do it by Friday, uh, I would go get the Brazilian wax and I'll do it live. Uh, so the appointment's set for 3 o'clock tomorrow. It's 3 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to be on live because Jen always has her mic cam on is what I like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> So Shay is dealing with pause, um, and she says working out is one thing that's getting her through pause. Um, do you have any any suggestions about working through pause, post-acute withdrawal symptoms? 
So if I'm being completely honest, I really don't. Um, now I, I do from time to time, I will go into a celebrate recovery meeting and help outreach with a lot of those folks. Um, but I haven't, I haven't dealt in that realm too often. Uh, most of my clients that come to me are on relational standpoint. Um, so unfortunately I can't, I can't help too much there. Gotcha. Gotcha. No worries. And, and that's the thing guys, I want you to remember, you know, what, what Brandon does too. So, um, I look at he's like hitched to me. I think of him as like hitched. There you go. There you <laughs> like go. The That's how I always think of him. So if you have any relationship question, guys, like now's the time. Put him up there uh, and let's address him. That's so let me ask you, Yeah. So let me ask you something, Brandon, which a lot of people don't know about um really what they are um sure. and sure. the importance of them in any kind of relationship with your spouse, with family, like whatever it may be. How about we touch on the love languages? Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yep. So re the reason why this is important is because in your personal relationships and your romantic relationships, the five love languages, if any of you have ever heard of the five love languages, why don't you chime in and let me know? We're going to make this interactive. Who here yeah. has heard of the five love languages? Anybody. Oh, we're going to dive into it. We're going to dive yeah, into it. it. It's really, really important. Um, I so, Jenny, it's what, what my love languages are. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, just from what I know of you, I, I'm going to say words of affirmation is your love language. Um, just from what I know of you. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. That's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, five love languages. All right. It's really important in your romantic relationships and whoever you have in your life. And here's the reasons why. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, giving, acts of service, physical touch, and what did I mean? Okay. Words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, gift giving, and what did I miss here? Why am I totally brain quality time, quality time, quality time. Yes, quality time. So the reason why this is important is because if you are in addiction and you're trying to break that cycle, if somebody doesn't understand your love language, they might be getting you trying to get you to break that cycle in a language that you're not understanding. They're speaking to you, but all you hear is wah, 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 because that's not your love language. So I recommend each and every one of you to go to the five love or read the book and figure out what your love language is, not only for the addiction realm, but for your romantic realm as well. Because if your partner, their love language might be acts of service, but your love language is words mm -hmm. of affirmation and they keep giving you uh, acts of service. You're not feeling their love. You're not feeling their love because you want to hear those words. That's why it's so important in any relationship to understand each other's love language and know each other's love language. Does that all, does that all make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think a lot of times what we do is we like kind of know our own love language, how, how we, you know, accept love and we project that onto our partners and that's not their love languages. I think Correct. The, the, mis Correct. the miscommunication there is what throws things off. So like, yeah. I like, um, you know, like affirmation for, for sure, physical touch and, and, and quality time are big for me. Like, but if my partner, that's not so big to them and they're more of gifts and, and acts of kindness, 
I'm, that's not probably what I'm giving them. I'm giving them what I expect yeah. back. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think, yeah. And I think that's a big bridge that should be gap for any successful relationship. Um, so we got another question here. So uh, let's see. So what are your thoughts on swinging? Oh, all right. So, and, and I mean, as funny as that sounds, because I can already see Mike's like, oh, crap, here we go. So now, now let me let me preface this, okay? Uh, let me preface this answer. My answer by no means is judgment. I judge no one. I promise you that. I promise you I judge no one. But let me preface with this. Whether you believe in God or whether you believe in the universe, there's a thing called soul ties, okay? When you have sex with somebody, sex is never just sex. All right. You're exchanging soul energy. There's fragments of your soul that you're exchanging. It's not fluff, fluff, woo, woo. This is real. All right. Now, I say that because when you're swinging, you're creating multiple soul ties. You don't know where this person's been. You don't know who they've been with. You don't know who they've been with. And they could have opened themselves up to demonic entities. Now, uh, again, if you don't believe in God, you don't have to call it a demon. But there's dark energy that exists in this world. All right. So when you are having sex with somebody, you are attaching yourself to that energy. So that's why in my professional and, and life experience, I'm against swinging because I don't want that soul tie. I'm, I'm, I have an extreme sex drive and, and I'm a very sexual person, but I stay away from that realm because I don't want the soul ties. Now, I'm going to go back to a relational standpoint. I get it as humans. We have primal urges. We have this thing inside of us that we just, ugh, we just, we just have to have it. And I get that. But you are opening yourself up to stress and anxiety in the relationship because you can't control every triangle of that relationship. This person in the triangle might say, "Gosh, I'm really developing feelings," and, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, I don't, I don't want you to develop feelings for my person. This is my wife. You can, you can have sex with my wife, but you can't have her heart." So that my opinion on that is I'm always against threesomes. I'm against polygamy. I'm against swinging, mainly because of the soul ties. Um, and just you're opening yourself up to a whole Pandora of negative effects. And that's that. That's well said. Well said. Uh, so we have a Facebook user here also that says, left my abusive husband in 2015. Now I'm five years clean and wanting to try dating. Okay. And uh, what would you have to say about that? And what avenues may be to take because there's so many apps out there and all these kind of things. So what, what would you say? First of all, first and foremost, I, I am very proud of you for waiting before you date. And here's why I say that because so many people, they get out of toxicity, they get out of abuse and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go find a new person that helps. It's going to heal me, heal my toxicity and heal this abuse. No, that, that never works. That never, ever works. So I always recommend to my clients psychologically and for your heart is six months to a year before you try and date again, typically a year. So kudos to you for waiting that five years. Yeah, absolutely. Here's what I recommend. Please, for the love of everything, please stay off of online dating. Please don't do online dating. I, I beg you, don't do online Agreed. dating because online dating – you have 5% of people that are actually serious about wanting to find love. And you have 95% of people that are narcissists, that are abusers, that only want sex, that don't know what they want, or they're out cheating on their spouse. All right? And that's facts. That's not my opinion. This is facts. I think if you're fresh and you're coming into the new dating world, I think online dating will destroy you. So stay away from it. God's timing and God's will is way better than our will when you're meant to align with somebody come hell or high water the lord's going to put that person in front of you 
and you won't be confused and you won't question how they feel about you. You can meet people, whether we're in a pandemic or not, you can meet people all over the place. Unless you plan on staying in your house the rest of your life, trust me, trust me, you will meet somebody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. I can't, I can't, I can't agree more. I can't agree more. Um, so Jen, my my fiance asks what hers are. She's asking me what hers are, and I, I, uh -oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. So I'm gonna say definitely acts of kindness and service. Definitely acts of service, um, which I slack on. I will admit. Um, touch also and affirmation. Touch. Yeah, and and affirmations. I think confirmation. I think uh, I think that's. I think I got it. I think I got it. We'll see if I got the right answer soon. <laughs> Alex, can we have the answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, then she also says, I'm a pain in the ass combo of languages. Uh, uh, David says, learning to re-love your parent after addiction is hard. Self-doubt. So are you saying, David, for yourself, you're learning to love your parent? Your parent was an addiction or you were an addiction. Now you're recovered and your parents are having a hard time loving you. I I'm, I'm, I'm want to make sure I'm understanding that question. I know David um, and he is in recovery. Um, okay. If you don't mind me saying, David. Um, so let's say learning to re-love your parent after addiction. May, I, I don't know, maybe resentments towards the parents. Okay. Uh, okay. Whether it be okay. from addiction or where we're through the recovery process, um, them maybe not fully seeing their recovery, maybe. Right. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this principle applies to anybody, whether it's your parents, your friends, your children. Unfortunately, as much as it breaks my heart to say this, we can't pick our family. Okay. Our family essentially is was given to us. And you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. I want each and every one of you to remember that. You can never say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm. Now, parents are important. Parents are super important, and we want that acceptance. We want to please our parents. We want that acceptance. But there comes a point when we're grown-ups that it's like, I, I, I've done my pleasing you. I've shown you I'm a grown-up. If they can't accept where they're at, that's not your journey. That is not your journey. That is their journey. Because forgiveness is the scent that a violet lets off on the heel that has crushed it. Now, when you forgive yourself, at the end of the day, as a grown-up, that's all that matters. And that's what I will tell you, my friend, is I know it hurts. I know it hurts because they're your parents. But as long as you forgive yourself and you can look in the mirror and say, I love you, man. I love you. Like, I'm proud of you. That's all that matters at the end of the day when you're a grown up. Yeah, uh, that's so true. And that was the for me in, in my journey. It didn't have to do with, um, you know, I felt I, I had resentments during my addiction when my family, you know, um, decided to, you know, cease contact with me, which I completely understand in hindsight. They did. That was the most courageous thing they could have done. Probably the most difficult thing they I, ever I, did I, in their life. Um, I, I, and, uh, you know, it was it was my fault, you know, Um but to be able to forgive yourself, it was so hard, man. That was my biggest struggle in recovery was to forgive myself. The shame and guilt that I carried, especially right, right. for not being there for my children or the, the time I lost for my children and making promises to my children and not following through. Those things took me so long to be able to forgive myself. And, you know, I spoke at a, a, an IOP program the other night out in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that. And um, you want know, to self-affirmation, tell yourself in the mirror, whether you believe it or not, tell yourself, just tell yourself, I don't care if you believe it or not, just keep telling yourself that. And it was funny because the guy was, one guy said, he said, you know what, yeah, that actually hits home because 
I would purposely take super hot showers so the whole bathroom would get fogged up. So when I got out of the shower, I didn't have to see myself in a mirror because I oh, couldn't see myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awful. That's how deep rooted, you know? Uh, so we have Christina here that asks, don't you need sexual energy for creativity? So, I mean, I get where she's going. I, I get where she's going because, you know, there are energy vampires. There's things that we create during, you know, sexual intercourse, having that, that drive. And I believe that some of our creative ways, you know, our prefrontal cortex does open up when we are being intimate with somebody. But if I'm being honest, my most creative moments are when I'm in the shower. When I'm in the shower is when my frontal lobe, my prefrontal cortex is fully open and I have my greatest ideas. So I don't really get a ton of great ideas during intimacy. They come to me in the shower. And I don't know if that helps you, but that's that's my answer to that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So Amanda just ordered the book on Amazon. The there, we <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, good. All right. Uh, let's see. Trying to keep up. They're they're flying in right now. Um, love it. Love it. I feel like I'm in a live session. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, I am in a live session, but yeah. pretty much that's why I love doing them live, and then we 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 upload them to the to the podcast platforms. But uh, I love when people get involved. That's why. That's why, uh, you guys. You guys will see me move around a lot. It's my energy level because I'm so used to doing my live sessions that I'm always moving. So if you see me moving around a lot, it, it just keeps my juices flowing. <laughs> I know. When I pop in your lives, I'm like, he's the only man I know. I know I couldn't because we were talking about you know, nerve pain and backs and stuff. And we're getting old and um, like, I couldn't do it. So <laughs> good for you, yeah. man. I couldn't do it. I would, yeah, I can't stay in there that long. It's hard for me, man. I'll stand to, to, to speak for an hour somewhere. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit down and take questions. And go. Yeah, yeah, bow out. Um, so, there's a question up there. You want to yeah, yeah. grab so, it? James White. Uh, James White. So that's my buddy, Jimmy. Uh, he's down in Florida. Um, we've been in contact lately and he's been going through some things. Um, so he's self-doubt for me when it comes to my recovery right now is a very big issue. How do I work through it? Okay. Okay. I got a couple things. So I'm going to go to back to what we said about self-affirmation. And your love language doesn't even have to be words of affirmation, but I'm telling you, my brother, I am telling you there is something so deep and powerful about looking yourself dead in the eye in the mirror and praising yourself. That is one major thing. Continue to praise yourself in the mirror. But the other thing I want to tell you to do is I, I, have you, if James, and you can answer this after the fact, but James, if you've ever heard of binaural beats, here's something I do. When I go to sleep at night, I put on binaural beats. 432 megahertz, remember that, take a note of it. 432 hertz is the natural harmony that the body vibrates on. If you go to sleep to 432 hertz music, there's something magical that happens to our cells and it brings up forgiveness, it brings up just a, a different energy than guilt, shame, rejection, um, resentment. Try binaural beats before you go to bed and fall asleep to it, and you're going to witness miracles happen. Um, and the last thing, I don't know if you're a Jesus follower or not, but pray through that. Pray through that. Those three things should get you through. Yeah, I love that answer. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I did that for a while, too. Um, and, and there's different frequencies for different things. 
And, and I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I'm going to do that tonight, actually. I'm good because I haven't in a while. I use an Insight Timer app, so I do a lot of soundscapes, yeah, things right. like that to go to sleep. Um, you know, I suffer from severe PTSD, so um, right. it, it's it's difficult for me sometimes. But I think I need to get back to that. So I'm really glad you said it because actually uh, I'm going to actually get back in tune with that myself. These are great questions. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. I'm loving it so far. So, Shay, um, what about what are, what are your thoughts on codependency and family relationships? Okay. So, you know, codependency can stem from a number of things. Now, I can't, I can't pick apart and say, okay, your codependency is coming from this and coming from that. But I will tell you the number one thing of codependency, the number one thing is lack of self-love. Because we have searched our whole life for love in other avenues, rather it's sex, rather it's through addiction, rather it's from our family, that acceptance and that wanting to be a, uh, a wanted and accepted. My, my thing to you is to let go of that. Let go of wanting that acceptance and accept yourself. The moment that you accept yourself for who you are, all your flaws, all your great things, all the qualities, that is when the codependency will start to dissipate. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just magically be not codependent because all of us, to an extent, have codependency in us. But it's a matter of how much we control that codependency. So love yourself. Get in tune with who you are and try and not be so attached to the outcome of that emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So how do I let someone, I feel selfish because I work so hard to get where I'm at. Uh, Lisa, I'm not sure what you mean by that. How do I let I someone I think she means let someone in. Let me, let's make sure. I think she means how do I let someone in. I think so. Lisa's a really great, great friend of ours, um, family, really. Uh, so I, that's, I, I believe that's what it is. Let's see if that's what she meant. That person will come and go you won't have doubts and question it will just flow yeah you could never say the wrong thing to the right person so let's get that straight but you, you shouldn't feel guilty and selfish for having a career if that person truly wants your heart and that person wants to pursue you none of that matters because none of that matters um i stopped listening to that i was told i opened up let me yes so I stopped but, listening to that because I was told it opened me up to demonic realms. I guess I should have done more research. I think she's talking I, about megahertz. Oh, no, I've never heard that in my life. I have never heard that. It's, it's, it, has, it has nothing to do with the Bible or anything like that. It's, it's pure physics. I mean, it's pure physics and what the vibrations operate on on the body. There's been test after test after test done yeah. to show how our bodies balance out. I've never heard of demonic portals from that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, so, and Shay also as I think this is helpful for a lot of women out there, honestly, um, I can't stop replaying the traumatic events that took place. Any advice on PTSD and assault slash rape and how to love yourself after? Mm, mm. The so people. when we, and I, and I know the answer to part of this because through what I do, I have a lot of therapists that come to me that help me get them through stuff. So we, we develop these mental blocks. Okay, and as you know, dealing with PTSD, your 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 subconscious mind will develop uh, blocks, and out of nowhere, you'll get triggered. You know, you could be sitting having a perfect conversation, and and I use that word. Some people don't like that word, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to use the word triggered. Is you'll be sitting there, and out of nowhere, you you're like, oh my gosh, I just realized that I'm remembering. I'm having a flashback of this. I haven't thought about that in five six years. 
So I would say how to get through that or how to help get through that is remember this, kind of one of the principles is people, places, and things will you know, elevate you and destroy you is you might need to change your surrounding, maybe change the things that you're listening to that will, that will essentially allow you to work through those triggers so you can push them out because you don't want to keep them trapped. Um, I think that's one of the most detrimental things to recovery and moving forward is trapping and suppressing them. Mm-hmm. So people, place, and things, change, change your environment, change some of the things that you're doing um, would be the, sh- the quickest, surefire way to help work through some of that emotion. Uh, that that's what I would say to that. Yeah, and uh, like I said too, and I suffer from PTSD pretty severely too, and I get pretty bad episodes. And um, for me, I have to make sure I don't shut myself down and isolate after they have. There you go. It's, it's you so go. hard for me, even after, it, and most times nightmares, things like that, and I can wake <clears> up <throat> and uh, not be able to even differentiate what's going on at the moment, you know what I mean? Between right. reality and what just happened or relived right. what happened already. And, uh, you know, luckily I have someone in my corner, my partner who, um, you know, expects me to, when that happens to let her know and, and talk. About it. Um, yeah. 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 And, and yeah. sometimes it's easy as it's just as easy for me as just a simple act of touch and just, and be there. Let me breathe through it. Um, it's, it's such yeah. a, it's a yeah. game changer for me. Cause usually I would always just be quiet about it and not say a single word about it. Uh, and wonder why it's not yeah. going away, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, hope that helps have, yeah, yeah, hope, yeah, Shay, I hope it does. Um, so this is my brother Sal here. We have uh, Sal. I have Sal, Sal, you know, Sal Recovery Sal, that's my brother right there. He is part of our outreach team as well. Um, love, love, love this man. So he, uh, so he has a special needs daughter, um, okay. and it's it's a very rare disorder that she has too. Um, number wise is, is, is insane. I, I can't remember the number, but it's uh, very rare. So he has trouble walking away from his special needs daughter. Her name is Sophie, by the way, everybody, um, to actually work outside of my home. How do I let go of that? Uh, I can't even, uh, first and foremost, I can't even imagine Sal. Um, yeah. you know, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And if I'm being honest, I, I, I don't know that I have an answer to that. I really don't. Yeah. Because our kids, there's a different, there's a different bond and a different relationship with our kids. I, I guess the number one thing I would say to that is really letting go and knowing that you're loved, protected, and supported. That you are not meant here to suffer. And if you step away for a minute, you know, is, did I did I miss that son or daughter? I, I'm sorry, it was son or daughter. Daughter, daughter. 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 Okay. You know, stepping away from that, the baby girl is going to be okay. Baby girl is going to be okay if, if, if I have to step out for a minute because I know that me and my baby girl, we're not meant here to suffer. And she's okay. She's okay. When you can let go, I think it's really just letting go of the outcome of, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I know she needs me. That would be the only thing that I could say because other than that, I can't even imagine. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's such a sweetheart, man. She's absolutely adorable, and it's it's hard to say. I think a lot of things in our this is my personal opinion. A lot of a lot of things and people and 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 situations, whatever it be in our life, it it, it hurts so much more to hold on to them than to just let them go. 100%, you know what I mean? Like it, it just hurts so much more to just and just to let them go. Uh, Stephanie, so Stephanie, is any advice on letting go of Ooh, expectations? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So here's an education on expectations, and and a lot of people's minds might be blown right now. So there's a huge difference between expectations and standards, okay? Your expectations, you need to take your expectations and throw them out the window. You need to have zero expectations but keep your standards. Like for me, 
okay here's my standards when I'm starting to date somebody and I meet them I don't care how tall they are I don't care about their weight I don't care what they've done in their past all I care about is their heart their love for Jesus and how they treat themselves mm. that's the standards the standards that I go with so if you let go of he's got to be six foot five if you let go of he's got to make hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year those are meaningless those are meaningless because what they do in their life doesn't dictate how they love you as long as they're happy and they're not hurting another person. You need to roll with that and get rid of expectations, period, yeah. period. Yeah. I've been doing this for 14 years, relationship consulting. I don't want to sound like an arrogant a-hole, but I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and I love it too. And with expectation too, especially if it comes to looking for a partner or something, because if yeah. you do that, um, you're, you're, you're putting your options in a, a small box. You know what I mean, and you're you're probably gonna miss the one that God put in that put in your life Amen. for a reason. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Now, let, me, let me backpedal for one second. Now I'm not trying to say that attraction is meaningless. That's that is not what I'm saying. You have to have a level of attraction, of course. But what I'm saying is we get so caught up in this this perfect image of Hollywood and Disneyland that we fail, and we're gonna continue to be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old looking for this perfect person because our expectations are here. But when you throw the expectations out the window, you're gonna find somebody amazing. Amen, amen. So we have a few minutes left, guys. Um, we're running a little short on time tonight, so I'm gonna hit a few more questions. Uh, if I can't get to everybody, I apologize. Uh, so Janice, do you have a favorite quote that you like to live by? Yeah, absolutely. The one I've said a couple times. I created, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, a mentor many, many years ago, and we had this deep conversation, and I came up with this, is if you think how deep this is, you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. That is my life quote. That is what I teach everybody. Let it marinate. You can never say the wrong thing to the right person, and that is what I live by. Love it. Yeah, I, I, I love that one. Uh, let's see. So, uh, a couple more real quick. So Amanda says, my granny's expectations set me up for failure all my life. There, there you go. Expectations, expectations. Yeah. They create complexes. They create, they destroy self-esteem. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Amanda. Um, you know, uh, hopefully that it's, it's a gift. I, hopefully it's more of a gift for you than it has been of a curse. And it's made you realize the things you don't want. So that way, when you see the thing you do want, you'll know it right away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jen says, okay, Brandon, you're the pro. Now tell Mike, I'm an awesome partner. <laughs> uh, hey, I don't get involved in that. I don't get involved in that. <laughs> uh, I'll, t I'll tell you, I don't think you need a professional to tell you. I'm the one with you and you are. So there you go. Uh, Suzanne, thank you for coming in. Suzanne, we love you also. Great show tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, my man, Mike Meadows here. Uh, expectations. I work on that every day, and my sponsor reminds me of it. Yeah, expectations, as we always say, too, are premeditated resentments. Uh, you know, we should have zero expectations. This is a setup yeah. or a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You will set yourself up for failure when you have expectations. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. April, April, thank you, April, for coming in. She was our guest last week, actually. April, uh, it was an amazing show. Uh, oh, yeah, she said, This is so awesome. I was stressed and struggling. Thank you guys for all that you do. I think April might have heard some things you needed to hear tonight. So, April, I'm so glad that you tuned in tonight. Uh, so, let's see, Ryan, how are you? 
So, guys, um, I want to just take a quick minute real quick and thank everybody for coming in tonight. Um, yeah, and yeah. Before, we, before we head out, um, I just want to give you the opportunity, Brandon, too, to let everyone know where they can find you, uh, what services you provide, um, you know, just everything. Please tell me where everyone can reach you uh, on any and all sure. platforms. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. So, yes, if you want to reach out to me, I'm going to go off my social media first. I am on Instagram. I don't really focus on Instagram, uh, but on Instagram, it's Mr. Underscore Gratitude Underscore is Underscore Me. My TikTok is at Mr. Underscore Gratitude. I'm on YouTube. I believe I'm the only Mr. Gratitude on YouTube. And my podcast is Mr. Gratitude Presents Living with Gratitude. Mr. Gratitude presents Living with Gratitude. Now, here's the important one. Here's the important one. I do work all across the country. I work nationwide. So if you would like to book a session with me, you can find the links in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok to book a consulting session. My sessions are 45 minutes. They, if you're anything in relationship, anything from a bad breakup, divorce, even if you need some life motivation, I would love to work with you. It is purely confidential. I work just like a therapist. You would sign a confidentiality agreement and a release of liability. I operate legally. And, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to working with, with each and every one of you. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So I just want to uh, thank you again, man, for taking the time, um, steering me in the right direction just to start all this. Love you, uh, this was a super engaging show tonight, so I had a lot of fun. Um, and definitely, guys, you got to get plugged in um, to Mr. Gratitude's podcast also. So I was blessed enough to be on as a guest on his show as well. My man. Uh, always fun to talk. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to get plugged in there. Check all the socials out. If you are in need of these kind of services, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you're looking at the right guy. I'm telling you right now, you're looking at the right guy to be steered in the right direction and give some guidance and some suggestions. Um, so just a fantastic dude all around. Um, you know, as soon as as soon as I, I I met you and spoke to you and just the name said it all, uh, and it, it's exactly you, man, Mr. Gratitude. Just the attitude of gratitude. And I'm so thankful you came on tonight, man. So again, thank you so much, man. God bless you. I appreciate your time, brother. I appreciate you, my brother. So we're going to sign off, guys. Please tune in next Thursday at 8. Uh, we we may have a surprise guest. Um, so you will see. We'll keep you posted during the week. Uh, but I hope you guys have an amazing night and a better tomorrow, guy. God bless you all. Thank you all. It's a pleasure.